It's just, it's so much fun to talk to. These are our, our top producers. So we, we know not only do they have the numbers, but they have all of the, all of the core values that we love. Numbers tell one part of the story, but people who live out their numbers in conjunction with our core values, it doesn't get any better than that because that that to me is, is the spirit of what All Fairway is about. And in that spirit is this willingness to share. And some of you, I know I have to beg and prod and plead. And one of the conversations I have with a lot of our top producers, which goes to the humility part, is a lot of them say, well, I'm not that special. I don't, I don't do anything special. I don't even know what to share because I just, I do what I do. But to be able to look at the, the numbers that come as a result of doing what you do means you're doing th- something special because when you stand out from everyone else, regardless of how routine that feels to you, it doesn't feel as if it's anything out of the ordinary. But the fact that you rise on the scoreboard is indicative of the fact that it's absolutely out of the ordinary. So um, I just want to commend everyone who's here for being here. That shows me your openness to learn. And, and I know how busy everyone is doing the things you need to do and taking the time out to listen and to learn. I really believe that that's a big indicator of, of your willingness to grow. And, and that's such a big part of success. So with that, Carrie, I will roll over to you. Absolutely. I just have a couple things. Uh, Number one, we are kicking off a new Fanatical Prospecting 4.0 series. You've all been asking for it, so it's coming back. We've got four awesome producers that are going to give you the blueprint for building a referral partner business. So you're going to want to check that out. It's coming out next week. We're announcing who they are. So wait for that announcement on Monday. Next thing is, if you're interested in learning about Ignite, you don't know anything about it, you're not a part of Ignite right now, I'm going to drop my info in the chat. You can connect with me. And hey, after today's It's Not Luck, there's another one coming next week. These awesome folks are going to share today. There's one of them, though, Kathy, that I think we have a special announcement. I think there was something going on today beyond, you know, being an amazing producer or something to celebrate. What do you think? Was there something? And we have some great singers on the call, I know. So, oh, well, hey, Ethan, is it a special day today? You only turned 21 once. So, (laughs) (laughs) great answer. To celebrate it. Yep. Ethan is Ethan is one of our special guests today, and it also is his birthday. So let's all honor Ethan. I won't make us all sing, but happy birthday, Ethan. Thank you. Happy. Take it away. Thank you. And thank you so much for being here on your birthday. I, I didn't do that by design, but I'm, I'm really glad that we all get to celebrate with you. Steve, did you want to say anything before we before we jump in? Not jumping in front of this. Let the folks roll. It's here we go. Yeah, let's go. Excellent. So I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and start with Katie. And Katie, tell us where you are, because this is indicative of, of kind of the mindset. So tell us where you are right now. I am in my car because I have BNI right after this call. And so it is very important that I'm here every week. And that is part of 33% of my business year after year is BNI. Excellent. So tell us wow. a little bit about what what you, when you started here at Fairway. I started at Fairway six years ago and I came over and was just fairly new to being a branch manager. It was the first time being a branch manager. So just learning the ropes and everything six years ago. 
Wonderful. And tell us what how how 2022 ended for you. And again, everyone, I want you to bear in mind, you keep hearing it was a horrible year. Things couldn't happen. A lot of people on, I, I listened to Bill Murphy this morning. So on cruise control, I'm just going to ride out the storm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take the responsibility. So tell us what you did. I mean, to me, it was really important to make the Diamond Club because it was a goal that I had set out for. So I would really just make sure I did my sales calls, make sure I did everything. So we ended the year with 115 units at like 47 million to make that happen. But for me, it's important to always be measuring and tracking and making sure you shut the door and shut everything off to make your sales activities part of your day of every day. And what is what does that look like for you? So obviously you're doing those units. And the thing I hear oftentimes is the biggest challenge, I get in a bunch of loans, I got to close my loans, and then I'll go back to prospecting later. How do you strike that balance? Um, my coach has really helped me, Carrie, and a couple other coaches I have, but really designing my day. If it's not in my calendar, it's not going to happen. Even my kids know to put things on my calendar now because then it'll make sure it happens because it's really hard if you don't know where you're going to go there and do it well. So if you even put, even talking, calling your mom in your calendar, you'll make it happen and it will be helpful for you to have success doing that. So call blocking, turning off emails and any distractions, shutting the door, putting a sign on your door, making it rain, whatever you need to do, you know, and if you have to start it in 30, 45 minute increments, do that because sometimes we're fearful that something's going to happen in those 30, 45 minutes that we need to be a part of. But as you consistently do it, you'll find that the world doesn't end in those 45 minutes. I think that is such a great point. And um, one of the books that I just absolutely love, Atomic Habits, you know, sometimes what will happen is we're going to set aside an hour for prospecting. Everybody says you need an hour a day. And so if we can't get to that hour, then we don't do it at all. Well, we'll get an hour in tomorrow or we'll get two hours in tomorrow. Those smaller increments, if that's what allows you to be really focused without concern about what's going on around you, that is such a huge tip. Um, the, it's, it's what it adds up to over time, kind of back to uh, you know the whole idea of compound effect. 15 minutes throughout the day to get to an hour is... is yeah. I really want everybody to, to, to tune into what that looks like. So when I first started with coaching, I started with literally 15 minutes and I've gotten up to two hours now. <laughs> wow. Wow. And if, if there's anybody, we look at those numbers and what people say, I'm too busy to prospect. If that could be a priority and you're getting it done, then there's absolutely no reason everyone can't be getting that prospecting in regardless of, of what's going on in their lives. It has to be that commitment. And that was one of the things that you talked about. Um, it's it's not just what you do, but it's, it's finding the right referral partners. So can you kind of let us know what that looks like for you? For me, it's really important to work with like-minded people that share the same type of energy with me. Um, I tend to gravitate towards people that have a positive mindset and have a growth mindset because then we grow together. We share a lot of things in common. I just did a podcast this week with a referral partner and we, she's always asking me to lunch because she feels so much better after we go to lunch. So just finding the referral partners that you jive with. You don't have to work with everyone. When you find the people that you jive with, you will have even more business because you, you are in tune with each other and always there for each other. 
And the other thing that I loved when you and I spoke, you you talked about the things that that you focus on around bringing value. So how, what are some of the things you do to bring value to your partners? I just kind of mentor them in a way too. They don't, a lot of them don't have their own coaches. We are coached, many of us are coached, so we can share some of our tools with our referral partners and also just asking how they're doing. How is their mindset? Is there things you can help them with? A lot of them, their mindset isn't great right now. So just, you know, I sent a bunch of gratitude journals to a lot of my referral partners in the last few months because it's just those remembering the little things in the storm of the day is what you need to focus on because it's really easy to stack negative thoughts, but that will make you spiral the wrong direction. If you stack the positive ones, it'll bring you up and lift you up. So well said. I, I just- Alert alert, 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 alert. Please go, Carrie, you go. We want you to know, and I know Katie does this, share the coaching tools and resources. If you're in Ignite, you've got access at fairwayignite.com. There's a ton of resources out there. She just said a really important thing coach your referral partners, just use the tools. We're cool with you taking those and sharing them with your referral partners. It makes it easy. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it brings that encourage... extra value. Pardon? <laughs> and it brings that extra value that they really feel engaged even further with you and deeper in your relationship. Think about what a partnership is, right? A partnership is two people supporting one another. And what we fail to realize is we live in an environment at Fairway where we are highly supported. The vast majority of realtors that I know feel like they're a silo within their within their uh, their office. They they feel comp they're competing. They don't want to take. They don't want their guard to go down to see anybody to see them vulnerable. We get to fill in in that space and really encourage them and grow just as we're encouraged to grow. Steve, did you have anything you wanted to ask, Katie? I just think it's really cool where Katie mentions that over 30% of her business comes from a BNI group. You know, that that that, that connection, because all anybody that's ever been in a BNI group, myself included, it's just about getting to know people. So I think that's mm -hmm. a that's a takeaway for anyone because there's always openings in BNI groups. Every every city has them. You say, well, I don't, they're already full. No, there's openings. Just just be a little aggressive and look around. That becomes your that becomes your tribe. You know, it, it I had to help start this one. So it's been seven years in it. And I've done 15 of the members own mortgages too. So when you have that in your group and people are visiting, they're always telling people about you. Now that should be a takeaway for anybody that's kind of struggling with what to do. Just go find a B&I group and get involved and get to know the people unconditionally. Because that's what, I mean, that's what happens in a B&I group. Um, I think it's great. Great stuff. So, and, and, and again, back to the, the coaching aspect, and this is not self-serving, I promise you, but I love how Andy Andrews talks about the fact that none of us live long enough to learn all the lessons we need to learn. So if you can be around someone who can shorten your learning curve and allow you to be successful more quickly, why would you not want to lean into that? And, and, and this is a big part of that, that all of this learning that's available to you, shorten that learning curve, take what you're learning, pick one or two things, go out and execute. So thank you so much, Kate. Great stuff. I love, love, love it. Now I'm going to go ahead and call on our birthday boy, Ethan, Ethan. Happy hey, birthday. Thank you. I'm so glad we were all get together, we were able to get together to celebrate you today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm uh, excited to uh, see if I can share some value. Oh, as always, you, you definitely will. So let's start out with um, kind of bring us back to when you got to Fairway. So that was uh, February of 2020. So right when 
things got interesting. There you go. And when did you become licensed as a loan officer? That was January of 18. Perfect. And and give us your numbers for 2022. 46,180,000 units. Oh, in a down year. There was nothing going on for some people, but Ethan apparently <laughs> found something to do. That was great. <laughs> it was the uh, the year of gaining market share, right? The The pie is smaller. You just need a bigger slice of it. There you go. So what does that look like for you? How do you get that bigger slice? It. I've really considered my full-time job being meeting with realtors, frankly, and I track my realtor referrals pretty carefully uh, with, with my CRM. I use Django. And over the last six months, I've had 88 unique realtors refer me a client. Some people might say that's too wide. Um, my, my mission is to go wide and deep at the same time. It might be an impossible task, but um, that's, that's how we've kept a steady lead flow. You know, even if we lose one or two realtors, that's 3%. Really good thought. Really, really good. And so how do you, how do you find those opportunities? How do you define what that looks like? So I received really good advice from a coach, uh, Keith Akata two years ago, and that was look carefully at the clients you've already worked with and realtors you're actively working with. And to Katie's point figure out who your ideal realtor partner is. And then take that demographic, that profile, and just find more of those people. Um, it, it almost seems too simple or rudimentary, but as soon as I started doing that, and I actually wrote out a bio of that ideal referral partner, um, as soon as I did that, then I leveraged the realtors I had. I asked for other introductions. Um, I'll literally look at realtor office websites and just demographically find the realtor that'd be a good partner and more naturally and intentionally grow the network that way instead of cold calling any realtor that would answer their answer their phone well can you give us kind of an insight into what the scripting looks like when you work with a client you go this is my ideal client how am i going to get to know all of their friends and family because i want to work with them again what does that look like yeah so one of my daily non-negotiables is to look for opportunities to leverage so you work really hard on making an amazing experience for a client. They send you the email, they call you and just say, thank you. And your antenna should be up for exactly that moment to do something with it rather than a random cold call two months after closing, asking for a referral. Like obviously when they're reaching out is the opportunity to do something with it. So um, I do one of two things with the, I'll either say, wow, you know, thank you so much for that feedback. Like, that is exactly why I do what I do. Um, could you do me a favor? Of course, they'll say yes. Um, would you call your realtor and let them know how your experience was? Your realtor is always wanting to make sure that they're referring their clients to the right people. And so if you'd pass that feedback along to them, I'd really appreciate it. Mm. So then, That's so good. I hope everybody took note of that. That's so good. That feedback loop, right? Yes, because then that obviously solidifies the realtor relationship. And then once you've buttered up that realtor enough, then you can always add. So you know, one of the ways I've scripted it with realtors is I love working with you. My team loves working with you. My goal for this quarter is to meet one more realtor, one more cool realtor. And I'm sure you've worked with someone recently that, you know, as an up and comer that you respect, or I've said, if you couldn't use yourself 
to buy a house, use yourself as a realtor, what other realtor in the market would you trust? Oh, great question. Because I, about two years ago, maybe a year ago, I decided I was going to stop doing cold, cold calls. Because it, not that I'm, you know, nervous about it anymore. It, you get kind of numb to it after a while. Um, but I, I was annoyed at how ineffective just a raw cold call was. So I thought, well, how can we make it at least a warmish call? And once you get that feedback about another realtor from a realtor you already work with, that's the easiest call you ever make. Such a great, such a great point. So one of the other things we talked, you talked about was how you have to make yourself sweat every day. Can you, can you dive into what that looks like? Cause I don't know that we all, we are all on that, that edge. Like we need to. <laughs> yes. So my thought is even if nothing has gone right in a day and you are just in firefighting mode, the entire day start to finish. Um, my challenge to myself is to do at least one thing that makes me uncomfortable. And even if you're driving from A to B, like putting one fire out to another, make a phone call in the car while you're driving, make one prospecting call or do at least something that pushes you out of your comfort zone. Um, it, it's always, I don't know, maybe frustrated me is the word that mortgage is a zero sum game. Like if I'm not doing loans, someone else is right. And now that Milwaukee inventory is down 30% over last year, and last year was already pretty hard, um, you it's more zero sum than ever. So if, if you're doing something that makes you uncomfortable every day, even just one thing, that's, that has to be more than what the next guy down the street is doing. Such a great point. And, and the, the, the reality is, is that sometimes when we have a bad day and we're firefighting, we can utilize that as an excuse not to be uncomfortable because we're already uncomfortable. How much, yeah. how much discomfort can one take in a given day, right? But just if that's your goal and the realization that that's the differentiator between you and your competition, they give up when they're having a bad day, you go in again for more. That's gold, just absolute gold. So, so many. It's your, uh, it's your professional bench press. You know, you got to, do that little bit of muscle breakdown every day that gets stronger. Great stuff. And then can you talk about a little bit about, um, you talked about what kind of goes on between your ears. We always sometimes look in from the outside, looking in and go, gosh, somebody with all those numbers must have all the confidence in the world, must never have a bad day, got it all squared away, got it all figured out. Give us some insight into what that part of your process. So I, I get so bent out of shape if I lose a client to basically getting shopped. Um, I, I'm basically in this pissy mood for five days. And I'm sure at least some of you might relate to that. Um, my, it'll make me grumpy for a whole weekend. And my, my wife has to tell me to knock it off. Um, so I, I got to the point where I wrote out a list of uh, shopper self-talk so that I can like put myself in a different frame of reference um, because it, it still frustrates me. And if, if I don't do anything about it, it always will. So managing that self-talk every day, um, I'm big on affirmations. It's not for everyone, but I have, uh, I have mine printed off. So I, I don't necessarily look at it every day, but at least a couple of times a week, that way I can make sure I'm still going in the right direction. Can you share with us a couple of those, those things that you tell yourself around the shoppers? Cause I think maybe we could relate to that just a tad. Let me see if I can find it. Um, the, the one that's been really impactful for me recently is, uh, will this bother me in five days? I mean, I think that's just kind of a life thing in general. You know, you get, 
you get real tweaked off about something. And then four days later, you're like, why was I even upset about that? That doesn't matter. Like my son just wrote his own name. He's three years old. Like that's really cool. And losing one client out of 180 doesn't really matter all that much. So um, that, that one's been really helpful for me. The uh, another one that kind of stops me in my tracks is if I were buying a house, I would be a shopper too. <laughs> and it's a bit different because we're loan officers and we know the game, but if you put yourself in that position of, of course, they want to make sure they're getting a fair deal. Um, it, it's not fun. And you, we usually take it personally or try not to, but that sets the perspective for sure. That's great. I always think about how many times I go to a store to try on shoes and then go on Amazon and buy them. So it, I, I'm guilty of it myself. I can't really fault my clients for doing the same, right? <laughs> exactly. Good. And the other, the other thing I remind myself is housing like having a safe home is one of the top psychological stressors for people. So otherwise totally kind, calm, generous people are acting very erratic for the only reason that they're navigating where they're going to put their home. And a lot of people unnecessarily think that the other shoe's going to drop and the deal's going to fall apart. And so they're just panicked and like following their dad's advice to find the lowest rate and avoid PMI is like the knee jerk reaction. If you're, if you're panicking. Not personal, right? If we could yeah. just get, a, if we could rise above it and realize it's not personal, it, may, it takes a exactly. lot of this thing out, but it's easier said than done for sure. So the last thing I was hoping you could touch upon was your, the whole idea of nothing being on accident. Yeah. So I, and I use this when I talk with realtors, actually, it, it's part of my pitch. I say I've taken the whole client experience into five touch points. The initial rapport building call, we do a buyer consultation. When the, their offer is accepted, we schedule another call. When their loan is approved, we schedule another call. And then we do a pre-closed uh, check-in as well. And over the years, I've been building out a checklist for each of those you know, conversations. That way, and I tell realtors this, my phone doesn't really ring unless it's a brand new client from scratch. Because clients, you know, by the second or third scheduled call, clients realize that like Ethan's got this and he's already warned me about what to expect. And if I do have questions, I'll just save it for my next scheduled call. Excellent. And I also found that you'll, you'll spend like two to three hours with each client anyway. And if you don't schedule it, then it's going to be, you're calling them when they're at the grocery store they're calling you when you're at the grocery store and nobody's really happy. So if, if it's scheduled, you can be professional um, and then make sure you actually talk about everything. And then it, it just elevates the, it makes it more of a white glove mortgage experience. And I think that that uh, consistency or an expectation around it, what it looks like every time just allows everyone to be very comfortable in, in what to expect. Yes. And I, I use the calendar scheduling app and I block off anything that's not business hours and 98% of clients find a time to schedule within the business hours. So maybe every third week I do something after hours that's scheduled, but even the most persnickety clients that, you know, the one that they always insist on the 8 PM phone call they, even they find a time, maybe it's a lunch break or something to, to schedule. So it, it helps you with work-life balance too. 
and most professionals do work according to a schedule. So it's, it's yeah. not unheard of. <laughs> yeah. They, they put you in the box of scheduling a doctor's appointment. You know, it, that's like the mental framework that they have. And so then it's a different approach where otherwise it's like, well, I have work then dinner. So what about 8 PM? And I'm like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> I'd rather not. So I had a couple questions in the chat around your scheduling, what program you use and whether it works with Jingo. Yes. Um, I use Calendly and then it, it sends them the calendar invite to their email automatically and it sends reminders. And then I have my Django synced up with Outlook. So the calendar appointment flows into Django. Good. Really so it's good. indirect, but yes. And someone was asking about it's sort of your checklist. Is that something you might be willing to share not to put you on the spot? Yeah, no, I already have it typed out so I can just send it over. Thank you. Really appreciate that. So I love that everybody shares and I hope that when we share these things, there's some execution around it. So Carrie, do you mind, Steve, if, I, do you mind if I blurt? Is Ethan so, Ethan's so impressive. He said, why? He started in this goofy stuff, right? Three years ago, right now. And, and three years ago, right now, the industry went crazy. And just think of what Ethan's been through since he's been an originator. He went from the best of times that nobody's ever seen to rates going from two and seven eighths to seven and a half in a minute. And he still did 180 some units last year. That is superstar status. So I respect what you said about the question, will this bother me in five days? Give us one more thing that helped you mentally get through all the stuff you had to navigate because you're starting the business in a goofy sort of way, Ethan, reminds me of my start. You say, why? Rates are 14 and a half percent. My boss, I complained to him one time about rates. He's, he had 14 four letter or four letter words. And I never talked about rates again. And you're that, you're that humble dude. I wasn't that humble. I just was scared of my boss, okay? Um, but you've done this. What's the one thing you would share to somebody that is that, that you'd say, dude, you gotta know this. You have to be able to mentally do this. I mean, Josh, a couple of weeks ago, talked about what he does and that was impressive. Um, what do you do? What's the one thing? Outside of my wife keeping me in line, um, and I, I'm not sure she's available for all 196 of you. Um, <laughs> I, I revisit my three-year vision often because it, there's the five-day horizon for will this bother me. There's the three-year horizon of what does the future look like? And anything now is temporary. The And, and I found I, I want to get my team bought in on the vision where they watch our Google reviews more than I do. And there's that sense of ownership over the client experience, which obviously fires me up. They're fired up about it. And that way we're all unified around why we're actually doing this. Um, there's, there's stuff in the day-to-day -day that sucks for sure. Um, but then that helps keep perspective. All right. So talk to, I'm in your huddle here, big boy. So now I'm on your team. What's your vision? We need 180. Talk to me, get me jacked up. What is it? So my goal is to own Southeast Wisconsin for the mortgage market. Um, I, I'm not sure everyone knows the Wisconsin market, but there's this attorney, uh, Gruber law. He, He's the one call, one that's, call all. that's all big boy. One yeah. call. That's all. Yep. So I want to be at Gruber status for, for mortgage. Okay. Um, so I, I outlined a few components, you know, for how we, how we get there. Um, my, my idea is to be market leader for 
understanding the market and conveying that to clients and then also experience. Hey, Pistol, do you think we can give Ethan, the youngster, the, the nickname Gruber status? Is that, is that good? Does that, does that work, Pistol, or is that just way out there? And we're, we're seeking wise counsel here, Pistol. What do well, you think? Uh, one call does it all. I, Gruber is great, but I think Ethan would be a great replacement for him. Well, should we just call him Gruber status? Is that or, or, or GB or something? Or come on, we got to call him with something, Pistol, after that one. Uh, we got to think of something, but we'll think of something for the birthday boy, Jake. Don't worry about it. All right, Ethan, you're in good hands with Pistol. If you if you had me giving you Gruber status, you'd say, dude, really? I got to go. But we'll, we'll put that on Pistol. I can't I wait. Said, like, if, if you guys don't follow Ethan on social, he's really doing an excellent job on social, and you should follow him. Just a little uh, hit for you there, because that's part of that plan. I can only assume, Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. My It took a year for my wife to persuade me to finally start doing it. And I mean, I don't know, outside of just plunging in head first, I took Neil's course. Um, I think a lot of you may have, or have seen Neil Dingra's uh, course advertised. Um, it, it helped me get over that hump of knowing what to do. And now I can make a reel in like 20 minutes, start to finish. Um, not that it's, you know, Hollywood status, but it's good enough to, and then I don't know, a quick note for the Instagram reels while we're talking about it is, uh, I find I get way more realtor engagement than client engagement. So I've, I've almost shifted my perspective for my reels are for my realtors. They don't know that, but that's really who my audience is because then they share my reels on their stories. And the idea is to take a complicated concept and make it something that they're happy to just, you know, have me talk for them because they don't want to explain it themselves. So why can't we at the annual meeting do a little about face and have Katie talk about the BNI and how important that is. And then have Ethan talk about what he just talked about. And, you know, we change the agenda all the time at the annual meeting. Why not? Ethan, you want to talk in front of a thousand people? You ready for it, big boy? There are way more sophisticated reels uh, hey, people. Hey, listen, listen, dude, there isn't many people. Hey, listen. I'm a toddler. There, there are. This, this is an old man here. Listen to old men. You're supposed to listen to people over 60. My dad told me that once. Hey, listen, big boy. Um, you started at the start of the pandemic. We haven't met anybody since the pandemic. We haven't had the, we didn't know we we'll have to have name tags. Except for pistol, of course. But we haven't done anything. And your story, because of starting at the pandemic, makes it a unique story. So don't underestimate the um, the power of your story. Because it, it just, what you've been through, I mean, dude, I've been doing this for 39 and a half years. 2022, we've never seen before. Ever. So to me, you know, it, well, agendas are made to be broken. So I hope it doesn't, I hope you tell your wife, She's going to say, gosh, you got sweaty palms. What's going on? I mean, Katie's already, she's already been in her B&I classes. I ain't part of that. Um, but uh, it's something to think about. Yeah, and everybody, just so you know, if you don't know who Neil is, Ignite is bringing him to you. We are launching uh, with him on 329. So you'll get more info about that too. And I did drop Ethan's Insta handle in the uh, chat. Awesome. Well done. Thank you so much, Ethan. Look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you too, Katie. All right, Laura, 
Thank you so much for being here. Laura is one of those those very humble people. You look at her numbers and it's it's so hard to believe that someone can remain so humble. So tell us a little bit about you. When did you when did you come to Fairway? Um August 2013. I have a very bad cough. So I probably sound like I've been a smoker for a hundred years, but I'm sorry. No, we're just grateful that you showed up anyway. So thank you so much. Tell us a little bit about now I'm getting a sympathy cough. <laughs> Tell us what about how what you did in 2022. Uh, I did 200. I had to look it up because I kind of thing I don't always keep track of it. 209 units for 60 million. Not a bad year for a bad year, huh? Again, yeah. coming back to everybody, numbers yeah. were there. These people put up numbers regardless of the externals. So. Tell us a little bit about what kind of what some of the things are that you think you do uniquely to you that have allowed you to build the kind of business you have. Well, um, I will tell you right off the bat that I'm not I'm not the loan officer that's out there doing pop buys or social media reels. I'm that's it's not me. Maybe it needs to be me. Maybe I'll work on that here coming up, but I haven't done it yet. Um, for me, I feel like what brings us business is consistency and smooth systems. And so when Kathy called me or and asked me to do this, she said, you know, can you share like four components that you feel um, helps you pull up the numbers that you do? And so I think that the ultimate goal for all of us is to have a smooth transaction with a lot of clarity. Um, and that is what gets uh, referrals from your clients and referrals from your real estate partners. Um, because we do what we say we're going to do and we do it when we say we're going to do it. So <clears throat> to start off, I would say uh, part of that component is team, my team. I've got my assistants. We meet once a week on, oh, and we go over every file in the pipeline. We're going to discuss the status of every file. We're going to talk about the pain points. Do I need to step in on any of these? And we brainstorm and, and get make sure we're going to get to the finish line where we're supposed to once a week with your team go over everything it took me a while to catch that concept I, you know we were just kind of winging it keeping an eye on things all the time but um when we get together and discuss the files um it makes for a smoother transaction for other people involved I like um, I also, that, that you bring your team into the process, right? So you're always getting that feedback loop of what, you know, how do we get better and having them buy into that opportunity to kind of direct you to some degree, right? Right. And it's just, uh, it's not just going over files. It's where are we going? What do we want for this year? What are some new things we're going to try next week? Like, um, it's, it's there, it's, it's a part of a team. We're to get, we're in this together. It is theirs as much as it is mine. So we keep that going. Um, also, I guess uh, another component is the client, of course. And this is big for me. Um, I mean, sometimes, you know, the phone is ringing, the emails are coming in, the text messages are coming in, there's people at the door asking questions. And your, your reaction is that you want to speed through everything. But if I've got a client that's calling me, or coming in to see me, I mean, take a literal deep breath before they come in. And I give them all the time in the world that they need. And I explain everything in the simplest terms. I do not overcomplicate things, but they know what they're signing and they understand. I always think of it as like, how would I want someone to explain these things, uh, which is complicated enough for any of us, but to like my immigrant father, like break it down in a way that they understand and don't, don't do too much because and at the end of the day, we're the LOs, we're the experts. You know, I had, a, I had a, 
I had an assistant that explained maybe too much. She'd be like, well, you can do this bond program and you can do this or this or this, or you can do this bond program. No, you're the expert. We're the experts. We're going to figure, we can see the file and have a full perspective on that file. And we know what they need. If you overcomplicate it, they just get frustrated and they don't, they pull away. So just keep it simple. I have a, I, the goal is I have a, a client who is an elderly lady. They were an elderly couple and her husband passed away a year after they closed on their home. She still comes back to see me so that I could explain her mail to her. And she bought a new car and she said I could help her set the presets on her, on her radio. Like, you know, at the end of it, that's what I want. I want them to feel like they can come to me for what they need. And And just to kind of go back on that, if you don't take the time with people to show them how much you care about them to the point that they come back and ask you to set the presets on their car. That's pretty phenomenal. But in order to accomplish that, you really do need to be 100% present in that conversation. And it's not always easy to do that. But the fact that you talked about sitting on their side of the desk, get out behind the desk, sit next to them, come alongside them and walk through the process as you would want your best friend to be walked through or your immigrant father or your family member or your grandma, whatever you need to do in your mind that makes you slow down and have that level of engagement is so fundamental to building a business whereby you have the referrals coming back time and time again. That is what will get you your clients to refer their friends and family to you every time. So thank you. And then as far as my agents are concerned, I was just going to share one little tip that I've started doing here that's gotten uh, really, really good feedback is that when I receive a contract, I start a group text with the buyer's agent and the listing agent, and I name the group text, um, the buyer's last name slash address dream team. And so both realtors and I are texting each other throughout the, the whole process, whether it's milestones, which I know they get in other forms as well. But, you know, oh, heads up, the title company said there might be an issue on this uh, with uh, a clear title or whatever. We are constantly contact. And then actually conversations, not always business. Sometimes it goes into something else. Um, but then at the end of it all, I thank them for a great transaction. And I asked them where I could leave them a review. And it just, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it gets, opens the door, especially with the listing agent pretty widely. Laura, I got a blurt on that one too, because Carrie was going to blurt and she was slow at blurting. Or how good is that? Why, why don't, why isn't that, why isn't that a fair way off? I mean, I'm sitting there like doofus Jones mortgage thinking, why wouldn't everybody do that? I mean, you, you must get amazing, amazing feedback from that. Is that fair? Yes, it's it's been very good. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't how easy is that? Yeah. I, I was cons- I was kind of hesitant to sh- I could, yeah. You think to me it's like so so normal to do something like that. I don't think like is that gonna bring value to anybody? But I guess I guess it does. Hey, <laughs> it's called it's called 200 units, Laura. Come on. <laughs> I mean, that's bring value to somebody. I mean, it's like if anybody check the check the year. I talked to your buddy Nikki a couple weeks ago, but check the year. It's not easy. Yeah. And so 200 units, that's fantastic. How long have you been doing that? Doing the, the, the text the messages? I just started yeah. that this year. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what, what, What's that one? Gold. That's gold. I mean, what, what's that? Seinfeld episode? <laughs> I know. That's really good. 
And it's good on so many levels because I love that you name it dream team. All of a sudden you created a team with these people and you're all going in the same direction. Um, and then the asking for a review, that that part too, to add that, that element is brilliant. And again, when we were talking about it, Laura thought everybody would think that everybody does that, right? But yeah. those are the wait, things wait, that make such a difference. Wait, 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 though. It's not asking for a review for her. She right, no, it's her giving a review. Yeah. Her asking them where she can correct, mm -hmm. correct. Sorry if I misspoke. Thanks, Carrie. I appreciate. No, that. I just I think that it's brilliant. And last week, this this woman is amazing, y'all. <laughs> you know, we're sitting last week, and she's like, I don't do anything special. She has all kinds of things special, but the humility that she brings to the sharing is tremendous. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, guys. And thank you. Thank you for being willing to hear, to be here and to share with us. And I don't want to stress your voice anymore, but you, it, you really have such impact in, in you sharing your ideas. And we're very, very grateful for you. I appreciate it. Thank Any follow-up questions before we move into the announcement of our amazing iPad winners? No? So oh, I've, uh, I've got a question for Katie. Yes. Um, Katie's been... She, she's she's been coached and involved with uh, Tony Robbins and a lot of other things. And uh, we're in a coaching circle, right? And I just, I think it's worthwhile for her. I'd love to hear um, why she's coached. And after years and years of being coached, don't you know it all by now? Like, why do you continue to be coached um, and, and still involved and involved in Ignite and multiple other aspects of coaching? Um, I, I love it. I admire it. And I, I want to, I'd love to hear more about it from you. Well, and I think too, for me, I get that question a lot, but I think we internalize things different as we continue to hear them and we will change things. Even though we've heard something several times, we may not do it in that moment, but then another time we'll be like, oh, why don't I try this? Plus it's three different ideas coming at you to help you grow. You can't go further faster without having that accountability. And it, it's grown me so much every year and I've grown each year. So if I'm growing each year, it's working. That's perfect. Brother Ray has said things to me till I'm blue in the face and some days I don't get them. And then three years later, I have a light bulb moment and he looks at me frustrated, like, I've been telling you this for three years. You know, yeah, 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 you know, it makes perfect sense. Thank you. My coach, yeah, same thing. <laughs> but Sometimes just, the time's not different. quite right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good, good, good. Great stuff. Hey, Ray, do we have any drum roll or anything? Perfect. That's what I was looking for. Thank you, sir. <laughs> So thank you for everyone who took the time to put their goals into Roar Tracker. What I think you heard here was everybody to some degree has some form of tracking, whether it be around their process, their, their leads, their follow-up, there has got to be a process. We like to think of Roar Tracker as being the starting point of that. When you put your goals in, that allows you to determine whether you are on or off track. And so those, we had a contest around entering goals. Then we uh, picked someone in each of our, each of our product offerings. So in our connect, I would love to announce Heather Nooner as being the winner of an iPad. So I don't know if you're here, but we did not require people to be present. We probably should have. We could have been here all day though, right? <laughs> in our drive group, congratulations to Chris Devine. 
and in one-on-one, -on -one, Mike Zilly. So congratulations to all our iPad winners. We will be reaching out to you and have those sent to you directly. Very exciting. All right, now I will pass the baton over to Pistol for our wrap-up, sir. Well, I got a lot to talk about today, and it's really good, but uh, these people were fantastic. I got so many notes, I scribbled, I can't even read them. But Katie puts stuff down on the calendar so she doesn't forget to do it. She works with people she jives with. She coaches her partners, and the BNI group is getting her 30% of her business. Ethan, I had so many notes, and if I've been sweating every day like he has, I'd be a lot lighter, but I didn't know. But he, he butters up his partners. He had 88 referral clients. How is that? He lists a list of the right direction, and he schedules things. And that's fantastic. Laura does it with consistency. Do what you say you're going to do and do it on time. Keep it simple. Don't over talk. She cares about people. She enjoys the feedback from people. And look at she works. She communicates with both the buyer, the listing agent, and the other agent. How special is that? We've always talked about it. Is this is one of the most important hours of every Thursday? And we get 188 people on the call today. They're, I know they're recorded, but we talk. We should have 1,000 to 2,000 people on these calls, which is great. Now, I'm going to deviate. Uh, Ashley Cook and Terry Pansy asked me to make a, a kind of share a thought with you. Everybody's been getting the Mortgage Action Alliance, you know, and, and it takes two minutes to fill out. It's very simple, and they want a remote online for notarization. Fairway is a leading company with e-closings. If you vote yes for this, we've got 7,000-plus employees. We've got over just 600 people that have responded. So it benefits you, it benefits the client, and it benefits your referral partner. And as Jake says, the people in Washington don't like the mortgage bankers. So please, please fill it out. Then uh, if you were at the meeting in Dallas, there was a gentleman named Kevin Florek that spoke. He's with Tellerian in Madison, Wisconsin. And they serve over 8,000 people a year for uh, uh, alcohol and drug abuse and mental things. Uh, a great guy and many people from Fairway support him. They had a gala last Saturday and guess who the speaker was? Our own Holly Matson. Uh, she was very brave. She shared. I'm not going to go into what she talked about, but I talked to her after she made the talk, and she, we kind of held hands, and it was a tough time for her. Went back a few years, but she said Fairway, and the Fairway people really helped her. So we all know we've got to give and keep giving. And what happened at the end of this thing, the MC said, well, Holly wants to, thinks we should raise some funds. In five minutes, we they raised over $70,000, and they've been selling light items and other stuff. So it's been great. Fairway's a, a great giving company, so please, everybody, keep giving. And Holly did a fantastic job. Thanks for letting me sideline this a little bit, but I thought they were important for everybody. Thanks very much, Kathy. Well, pistol, one, one, one blur. You know, pistol, you know what happened? Katie and Ethan and Laura and Holly now are the only guest speakers for our annual meeting. That's it. We don't need anything more. We just, the agenda is totally different. Um, Holly can lead, I mean, Holly can be the keynote. 
you got, I mean, it's just, it's really fun. That's a great call. Uh, it, 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 it's fantastic. And yeah. there should be a 2,000 people on the call. I don't know why there's Point only blank. 60. Seriously, that's, we got to do a better job because this is, these folks, the lot, I mean, what Josh talked about with last week, a couple of weeks oh. ago, what he talked about what, what, what law, uh, Cashman and, and William and Ashley Hickman last week and then this week and the way, Kay, the way Kathy and Carrie facilitate this and Lars when he's on here. Um, and, 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 and Cashman, why don't you just MC the annual meeting? Why don't you just do it? Just roll it. Just get the microphone and get rolling, big boy. I mean, it'd be kind of nice to have an annual meeting without anybody from the executive team. And we just kind of, hey, how you guys doing? Um, I think I think we got the talent to make a flip here. Cashman, you up for it? Oh, I'm down. I'm interested to see what Vanessa Kerr and Carrie and everybody think of that idea. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. Well, Let's go. Hey, we, have, we haven't had a manual meeting for about 50 years. Who's who's going to know the difference anyhow? <laughs> okay, have a little fun. Fun stuff. So everybody, everybody needs to be on the connect call so they can have a, a piece of the annual meeting. <laughs> I just love it. I love how we get to we get to be flexible and adjust. And, and thank you, thank you, everybody. Thank I'll, you. I'll, one takeaway because we have a little time. Here's how the annual meetings used to go. Okay, we would hand out in front of like I don't know, 125 people signs, and the sign would say, "We need a break." And anybody, anytime, whenever they wanted, when it got too slow, when it got too whatever, you go like this. Oh, that's it. We got to take a break. And that's how we rolled for probably the first eight, nine years of Fairway. And people didn't like it. They loved it. Now, we didn't get much done, but we had a lot of fun. So anyhow, but since we have our four guest speakers, Laura and Holly and Katie and Ethan, you guys might want to huddle and you might want to bring back the winning the break. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much to everybody for being here. I, this is honestly my favorite time of the week. I'm just so grateful for our, our humble, humble producers who I always have to drag on because they just don't realize how special they are. So we just love that you're here and willing to share. And it's just a gift to all of us here in the Fairway family. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And we will see you next week.